Absolutely kidding. No worries to panic. Not that big of a format change just well, yet. Although, TBD, Brandon, Brandon and Donna. Donna. Oh, man. The Brandon and Donna. Wait, no. The, Brand- the Brandon and Donna. Donna. <laughs> yeah. I meant to go up on the Don. The Brandon and Donna. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That works. Uh, no, just kidding. It's the Bargain Den. Got you, suckers. Brandon and Donna show coming 2025. <laughs> I don't know. We're back. Oh man, blanket. That was really fast. It was uh, toilet paper. Frugal, not frugal. Toilet paper. Oh man, that's gonna be frugal. Okay, I was gonna say it's it's gotta be frugal. Anyway, all right. So toilet paper frugal, everybody. No, uh, yeah, that's just a little taste of some of the stuff we do, right? Crazy stuff. That kicked um, off early. It did. It kicked off real early. Real early. Uh, welcome to the Bargains Inn, where it's a financial advice podcast where we discuss movies and try to decide whether or not they're frugal. Um, we get them out of bargain bins and out of the, the woodworks and all places that you'd find normally bargain and discounted items. And then we watch them and we try to decide is, should they really be considered a bargain movie? Do they really embody what it means to be frugal? Do you watch it to learn how to obtain the morals that it is to be bargain worthy? Right. Do you? <laughs> Do you? Well, we'll figure it out for you. And that way, we have a comprehensive list that we don't keep up with of what's frugal and not frugal. <laughs> and that way you can know and you can really, really know. Donna, how are you doing? I'm doing swell. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What have you been up to? I just started my first day of college. First day of college. It's not your first day of college. It's your first, first day. day of university. There you go. You've already done the first college part. Now, I think a lot of people would maybe be concerned because maybe college is not the most frugal avenue. And it really just all depends on what you're going to do with that education. <laughs> that, I mean, regardless, though, it's maybe not a frugal avenue. What would you say to those, those um, haters? I think that when it all boils down, whatever you're looking at could be frugal or not frugal, depending on how you approach it. So if you approach college with the mentality of frugality... Gotta let the cat in, sorry. She sorry. was yelling to get in. <laughs> sorry, honey, I forgot about you. Oh. Just kidding. I, I never forget never. about... You can't, yeah, she won't can't. let you. Anyway, so continue on your bullshit. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, my bullshit. So with with a higher education pursuit, you have to be going for something that you're going to get a career in that's going to pay more than any loans you're going to take out or any time you've invested or money invested into it. It's got to just be a frugal investment. True, but you know what might also be a very frugal... Shh, shh, I'm doing a joke. I'm 
doing a joke. Dad's doing a joke. Quiet down. <laughs> you know what also might be a, a frugal pursuit? What might that be? Getting good at Trivial Pursuit. Oh, okay. You, yeah, if you did that, then you could maybe win all those bar trivia nights that we don't go to. You know what? That's a good point. And that does typically mean free drinks, at discounted meals. Does it? We, I don't know. I've never I, I been. Mean, yeah, I, I haven't been to many, but I feel like usually when you win, you get something. Like a gift certificate for the place, or I don't know. The pride of knowing that you've won. Yeah, bragging rights. Let's get into it, Donna. We're back on the grind. We're done. We're out of the wizarding world of Harry Potter, and we're back on um, that jam of diving into the the depths of those wonderful, wonderful bargain bags from wonderful places like uh, Walmart and Vintage Stock, <laughs> and uh, getting back on that that grind for that. And um, I gotta say, it's it's kind of refreshing. It's kind of getting I, back. It was nice. It was nice to have a reprieve mm-hmm. and dive into the wizarding world. But there's just something special about those bargain movies. Sitting that is a way to put it. Um, <laughs> no, it is good to be. It's good to be back. I uh, when I pull out this particular movie, I said to myself, "This has a good. This has got a vibe. This is. This needs to happen. This movie needs to be discussed." And boy, we're I right. <laughs> boy, were I right. Boy, were I right. Boy, were I right. <laughs> I was gall darn right. This week, what movie was it, Duna? Go Fish. Go Fish. You guys know that classic classic movie, Go Fish? That came Everyone's out. seen it. Everyone's seen Go Fish. 2000's Go Fish, written by George LePau and directed by Lawrence something. Um, but just in case you haven't seen it for some weird reason, because who hasn't seen it? Yeah. Um, there will be spoilers. Yeah, I'm going to ruin the whole ding-dang thing, and I'm going to say up top, uh, you'll probably be okay with that. Yeah, it, you probably haven't seen this movie. Like, let's get real for a minute. Um, not, not trying to talk about our, our proclivity for finding uh, indie hits, even though that is such the truth. Uh, this one, uh, I th- it was made to, like, direct productions or something. Something to the effect of, like, one of the production houses was, like, uh, basically their name was, like, we make direct-to-DVD movies. Like, <laughs> um, I will say, also up front, a couple of things. One, I'm gonna talk very poorly about this movie, and I am aware that people worked hard on this movie and it was it meant a lot probably to the people who made it and that's i'm sorry um (laughs) it's not their fault like it is their fault because the guy who wrote it also starred in it two of the guys who wrote it starred in it so it is kind of their fault but i i understand that making movies is a difficult thing another thing don't watch this movie um, because I'm going to ruin it for you and that's way i'm you know what i don't feel as though i toot my own horn enough in life. I'm going to do a better, I'm going to do a more entertaining experience in the next 15 to ish minutes about explaining this movie than sitting through the 93 minutes that was Go Fish. And I'm sorry, again, I have never made a 93 minute long movie. I've made some movies, some short ones, some real short ones back in the school days. And uh, it's a challenge. You got to get people together and work hard and play hard. And that's how you get these movies done. This was a very interesting case for a movie, and uh, please join us on our journey as I go and tell you the plot of Go Fish. And oh, boy. 
spoilers. Yeah. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, mom, dad, they're grandparents at this point, basically. But they're not because they don't have any grandkids. I messed it up already. Oh, no! <laughs> mom and dad of full-grown children uh, both die in the first about five minutes of this movie. Um, they have a son whose name is Timmy, and Timmy is a cognitive, cognitively held back person. He was had an incident when he was about six uh, or maybe younger, and has kind of made him stay at that age and or regressed, as the movie has said. Um, so he is um, he, he's living with his parents, and his dad dies of a heart attack while they're fishing, and then he kind of kills his mom, like not really... They just kind of get in the scuffle, and it, and it she, she also just, just kind of falls, and it was sad. So that leads to, uh, after the funeral of their mother, uh, the rest of the family decides to get together at their cabin in the woods for the weekend, where it's, uh, I'm going to run through the characters as best to my memory. So you have Timmy, he's there. You have the sister, Sam, right? Mm-hmm. Sammy. Sammy. You have Brother Alan, who is played by George Laporte, who wrote this movie. And the guy who played Timmy also um, wrote this movie. I can't remember his name. Uh, Damon or something. Maybe Dylan. I don't know. And then you also have Brother Richard. And then you have Richard's wife, whose name could not be important. Stephanie? No. Maria. Marie. That feels right. Marie. Sure. And Alan's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Carmen. Al, no, messed it up. Richard is a lawyer in California, and him and his wife are like, all oh, kind of, well, we don't want to be out in the woods because there's no civilization, but whatever. We're fine with it. Alan rides up in a motorcycle, and that's about all the personality you need to know about Alan um, <laughs> with Carmen. Uh, and then the weekend ensues, and you get some kind of undertones that there's some kind of conversation. Something's going on. There's some kind of family secrets. Something's not being said to the camera, um, which is strange because everything else is said to the camera. Um, <laughs> it was... I just... I haven't seen a movie that was so read in a long time where every line of dialogue was very clearly written in the script and it was, you must say this word for word, have no variations to it. I don't know where to begin with this. I don't want to dive into the nuances of the three days that they spent at this cabin. It starts off fairly cordial and kind of getting to know each other again. It's been somewhat of a long time but not really since they last saw each other i mean it wasn't very clear it's it's just it's been a minute They're, some longer than others yeah basically. and regardless none of them are very close and um it turns out that richard the lawyer he's kind of uptight and it turns out that alan the biker is not he doesn't like the rules and it turns out that Sam, Sammy, she's not really much of a character. Yeah. Um, maybe she used to do drugs? Probably not. Um, Alan definitely used to do drugs and went to jail. I'm not by any means, uh, let's see, what's the word? Educated enough to know how to properly represent somebody who, um has the mental capacity of somebody as uh, as Timmy is the character that was supposed to be represented. Okay, so APA says 
the actual word for it is intellectual disability or intellectual developmental disorder. Okay. I don't know how maybe the most correct way to represent that. I know that this movie did an awful, awful, awful job <laughs> at mm-hmm. remotely coming close to anything appropriate. It reminded me of uh, Tropic Thunder and Ben Stiller's character when he he was like a big action hero and then he played a character. Simple Jack was the character he played. <laughs> yeah, it's real. That movie... Uh, oh, that's was, yeah. been a minute. It has I don't been remember the, that. Yeah, and he was it was it was very poorly received, and um, that's what it reminded me though. Though, but they were trying to be sincere about it. Like uh, he at times is um, very much a in the same mentality of a small child, and then at times somebody who is most likely severely um, autistic, um, and then at times somebody who has the ability he's. Um, He's kind of a savant in some ways where he is uh, able to remember the exact number of days since the last time they saw the person or whatever. None of which are explored in any depth. Uh, mm-hmm. And they spring about at random times with no continuing uh, thorough thread. Um, and you know this you know this movie had an impact on us because you just heard that Donna did some research. Um, <laughs> so you know, because this podcast otherwise... Has involves no outside work other than watching a movie and editing. Other than that, usually this podcast amounts to just sitting and, and talking for a certain amount of time. Anyway, back to the movie. I feel like we've already done more justice to the topic than the movie did. Yes. And that's not saying much at all. Yes. Um, the plot of the movie consists of this. They don't know what to do with Timmy. That's the, that's the under... Not the complete underlying, but that's like the pull through. They don't know if they should stay and not stay, but keep Timmy and watch him and have them be a part of their life. Or if they should send him to a facility that can properly care for him. Like a group home. Like a group home. That's what they refer to it as, as a group home. That idea is not necessarily a bad idea for a movie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this movie went some places with it. Uh, this family is completely dysfunctional. None of them get along because none of them are real characters that exist in the world. I'll just pinpoint one thing about each of the characters that was like their big shining moment, I feel like, until until the end, and then I'll, I'll kind of recap the end. Well, I feel like for me the biggest thing was that every character was very one-dimensional, but every character had a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. And, and so I just want to get through this because this is not what we do in this podcast. I, we don't, I don't want to be a podcast that tears down movies. I just want to get through this really quickly. Right. So, okay. uh, Alan again was in jail, uh, then got out and then has a job that may be legal. Can't really ta- tell, but he got stabbed in the, like literally stabbed in the back, not figuratively stabbed in the back. There was a man that he worked with that tried to steal whatever he was transporting that, that wasn't illegal, but he got stabbed in the back for it. Uh, Richard is a, he's a jerk. He's a, he's a jerk. Other than that, nothing much. He's just a jerk. Um, and he's the one that really wants to send Timmy to a group home. Sammy maybe used to do drugs. She mentioned it, but it wasn't very clear and it didn't seem like it was a big part of her life. What was that scene where she dropped the plate? She just dropped the plate at one point and they, I thought maybe they were going to... her hands were shaking. Yeah. And then, but they weren't talking about anything important. I don't know. Anyway. it, It was very random. Um, her big thing is that at one point in her life, <clears throat> get ready, um, she had an abortion. Dun, dun, dun. That was her thing. That's her, like, 
big thing. That's her black mom. But but because of that, she bad person, bad person in this movie. That's her big bad thing that she did, and clearly could never look after Timmy. Marie, she just the the Richards wife. She just likes to shop. She doesn't really care about anything. But you know, she kind of grows to love the woods. <laughs> Weird little story through that just didn't mean anything. She she starts to really like the woods and then gets real horny for, for Richard. Yeah. She's just like, I like the woods. And then they make out really hard. <laughs> and then Carmen is just kind of a fun-loving person until she's just really, really rude to people randomly. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, I like to dance and I'm fun. And why are you the worst person I have ever met for the last 30 seconds? <laughs> Um, just really weird cast. They start having the conversation finally. There's other stuff that happens. We'll get into it in the the frugal breakdown. But they start having the conversation finally of what are they going to do with with Timmy. And uh, he's like right outside while they're having this conversation. So it's awful for him. He's miserably upset. Um, and Richard's like, look, neither none of you, neither you, Alan or Sammy can take care of him. You guys can't take care of yourself. And I don't love anybody enough to take care of Timmy. Which, we get it. It's like, okay, he's a jerk. But he, that was the most... At least he's honest. At least he's honest, and that was the most sensical thing that anybody said in this whole movie. He's like, I get it. And Timmy's outside, by the way. They let him, they just let him lay outside in the rain. (laughs) And he's just crying because of this. And having, like, a panic attack. They get into a... I just, I just want to interject that it seems like the whole movie... No one's aware that, like, Timmy is a person who can hear them right. talk about him. And, they and like, that was maybe maybe the intention, I think. And, like, it just wasn't addressed enough, I don't think, that for it to be respectable. But, uh, anyway, the Alan and Richard get into a fight, and then Timmy runs in and tries to kind of stop it, but then he swallows his tongue. Not possible. <laughs> um, I'm... I didn't do any research on that. Uh, I have in the past. I'm, that's not possible. You can't swallow your own tongue. It's a, it's a myth. It's uh, kind of connected to your mouth and yeah. stuff. Well, I just, okay, <laughs> here's why I think, I mean, it's, my mom had, or was diagnosed with epilepsy, and when, because she had a seizure, and uh, she was with somebody when she had the seizure, and they were concerned that she was going to swallow her tongue, so they pried her jaw open, oh. and it really hurt her jaw, and then that's, they, she found out that it, that's not possible. Like, you can have, like, swelling in your throat, and then... I'm not... I've, like... I, this could all be false. I have no idea. No, everything I've I've known is that you... It's not physically possible to swallow your tongue. It's an old wives' tale. Don't right. stick your hand in somebody's mouth if they're seizing. Exactly. Or choking. Or anything. Anyway. Moving on. So then Timmy gets upset, and he runs in... No, he doesn't run into the woods at that point. Anyway. That was earlier... Another stupid bit where they play Go Fish. Because that's the name of the fucking movie. Go Fish. So they were all stoked on playing Go Fish, but they couldn't. They couldn't manage... This family could not function well enough to play Go Fish. I'm having more emotion than this movie had. (laughs) And again, okay, let me get to why this movie was so upsetting. I'm just... It it may not seem at this point as though... Anyway. So... After that, the night settles. And Alan has like an introspective walk in the woods... And then he comes back to the house, and he destroys Timmy's room in anger. Oh, that was something, that should be said. Alan and Timmy went out on a boat when they were kids, out into a canoe, and a lightning storm hit, and Timmy got knocked unconscious, fell in the water, and that's what caused him to have brain damage. Um, and so Alan blames himself for it. That's, he, yeah. 
<sighs> so Alan destroys Timmy's room and Sam comes up there and she's like, what happened? <laughs> and Alan's like, nothing. That's literally the line he gives. Nothing. Because he's such a badass, Alan. He's on his motorcycle <laughs> destroying rooms. And he's like, you know, maybe Richard's right. I spent the night in the woods and maybe we should put Timmy in a in a group home. And Timmy hears this too. He's outside. He's like right outside the door. He's always right there. And he's there. bawling. So they go fishing because that's the name of the movie. Go fish. They all go fishing and... Um, the two couples just start making out real hard. Um, and it's not like low budget teen movie, like, oops, and there's a boob. They just are making out really hard. I, it's weird. I, I don't know. It just was, in case you forgot they were couples. Right. Um, and then. Also, apparently the woods make people horny. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's old. That's old. Tales <laughs> old as time. Um. And then, so Sam's like, knock it off, you guys. And then <laughs> Timmy hooks a, a fishing lure into his thumb, and it's really bloody and gross. No blood up until this point. I, I, just randomly, they're like, we got some special effects budget. Let me just... Um, <laughs> and then Timmy's like, Alan, I want to go to the secret spot, which is where the accident occurred. And Richard is basically like, Oh sure, you guys. We were gonna have a good family outing, but you and you, Timmy wants to go to a special spot. <laughs> Just in case you forgot, I'm the jerk character. Um, and so Alan and uh, Timmy <laughs> they go off to the special spot. And I'd like this to be said. It cuts to Richard and the rest of the gang. And Richard's all upset because they want to go to their special spot by themselves. And his wife is like, "Why don't you just let it go, honey?" And that's the last we will ever see of those four, of Carmen, Marie, Richard, and Sam. They walk off to go fishing. It cuts to, hang, hang on, hang on to your butts, guys. <laughs> it cuts to Alan and Timmy, and they're fishing. And there's like this growing bond where they're fishing at first, and then they start just kind of skipping rocks, and then they get into the water, and then Alan throws a rock at Timmy. <laughs> It's really weird. weird. Not acknowledged. There's like skipping rocks and then Alan's like, hey, Timmy. And he's like, ow. And it keeps going. <laughs> I'm not joking. And then um, one of Timmy's favorite things is Alan's stories that Alan tells. And so Alan tells him his favorite story about this Native American and he was the brave Native American guy. And he's, he would, he was so, it didn't make any sense of the story. And maybe I'm not missing anything. The story is basically that they would use, Native Americans would use, um, all the meat that they killed to eat, they wouldn't waste any. And and even much so when he would kill a deer, right as the deer was dying, he would open the deer's mouth and breathe the deer's last breath. I have no idea what the, the story had to do with, with any of it. Um, but Alan's drinking a beer, and Timmy says he's going to be right back. And uh, Alan's like, all right, you know, that's fine. You go off. And so I'm just going to look to the left and not, not look anywhere else. And then Timmy walks off and he starts putting rocks uh, to spell something out. And then it cuts to Alan. And Alan is just drinking a beer and then he kind of becomes concerned. And he looks over to his right and what appears to be about 10 feet away from him, uh, Timmy has committed suicide and drowned himself in the lake. He spelled out oh. mom, dad, Timmy. Yeah, so he could be with his parents. Alan goes into the lake after him um, and just kind of floats with him for a minute and then walks back to shore and punches the water. 
and then the credits roll. Yep. And I cannot believe, I cannot believe that movie exists. I, I don't, I don't want anybody to watch this movie, but oh my God, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I cannot, it built up so much and I don't even want to say it had promise as much as I was like, I was willing to buy into like, okay, where is this going to end? Because it felt like Alan was going to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to change my ways and really start to grow up and mature. And I'm going to invite Timmy to live with me. Because before they left on the trip, Timmy was like, I want to live with you guys. I want to live with you and Carmen. And Alan's like, sure, bud. Sure, sure. Like, I'm not mature enough for that, basically. <laughs> but yeah. Carmen was game. She was like, yeah, that sounds great. You Her know? and Timmy were getting along super well. So great. Do We do not get to know what happens to this family. There's no continuation. There's nothing more. Yeah, what happens when Timmy died? I felt really bad because probably 20 minutes before this, I looked at Donna and I said, if one of these idiots doesn't die, I'm going to be really angry. And I didn't think it would be <laughs> Timmy. I didn't think they would do that. And it's not so much as... I, I don't... Again, that's not what this podcast is about. It's not so much that they would they would kill somebody who is otherwise... Uh, I mean, a helpless character or a character that um, otherwise did nothing to deserve it. It's just that there was these all these other characters that they had built up them being literally just bad people. And then the only person, really, that had no negative qualities to him was the one who died. And it felt as though they tried to justify it with the the this frail veil of just like, oh, well, he's with his family and he's happy now, and now he's not causing problems for anybody. I didn't like this movie. Welcome back to the bargain, the bargain <laughs> den. Welcome back. Hello. We got a bottom-of-the-bin bargain movie this we week. We did. And... You know mm. what might help cheer you up, though? Well, what would that be? What if we took a detour to the thrift shop? Thrift store. What? Why does it thrift store? I'm pretty sure thrift stop might be copyrighted. I don't know. I just want want Mr. 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 Moore, Mackle, <laughs> the Mackle of the Moore is coming after us. Okay. He might pop some of our tags, Donna. Well, I mean, if you're gonna say all that, I just uh, look. We can cut it off at any point okay. in terms of what we're saying. Then I've only got go. $50 in my pocket. <laughs> $20, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, let's go to the thrift store. To the thrift store. All right, Donna, what's your take? What are we taking away? Let's, let's, let's throw, some, let's throw some, uh, some, some financial punches at this, this dang thing movie. Okay. Well, I have to say, they're pretty frugal. It seems like they own the place that they're staying in and getting together to discuss this. They do. Is their 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 family's cabin their dad's right. cabin so what better way to get together and figure some stuff out than to take a weekend at a place you don't have to pay for doing mostly free activities they're basically just playing cards and fishing and eating and talking yeah but richard though that lawyer and his wife oh my gosh okay so richard's making very good money he doesn't personally seem to be squandering it. His wife. There's a whole scene with her just laying on the couch ordering 
obscene amounts of clothes that she definitely doesn't need mm-hmm. out of a catalog, which is definitely expensive. Right. Very so. much also uh, dating the movie instantly. Oh, yeah. To a weird time of like, these laptops somehow work out here in the middle of nowhere, but we also still order stuff from catalogs. Ah, the the ah, 2000s there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I didn't think anybody in this movie was financially savvy. Not a one of them. Mm-mm. Nobody. Timmy, he was. He was. He had his, his set of things and he cared about them. Eh, yeah, I guess. I feel like he. you can't even count that. Like, he never had anything to do with money or things in general, really. Well, he had his, like, set of, like, cards that he enjoyed. Yeah, and he he very much enjoyed those, and that was all he needed in the world. He liked his weenies. He liked his hot dogs and his weenies. (laughs) This doesn't feel good. Like, I don't know. I don't... (laughs) This is so good to talk about. Like, he just... Yeah, he was... That's, that's true, and he very much enjoyed the simple pleasures. Yes. Took walks, watched the thunderstorm, right. fishing, cards. He... And nobody learned anything from it. Nobody right. learned anything from him at all. This was just dope, dope. This is not a frugal movie. Yeah. Like, it was, it well, was... I was going to say, even with all the frugal stuff, just that right there. Nobody learned anything from him. Yeah. Like. And th- it was made cheaply, but I, I, no, no. It was... It was too cheap. It went into a new new land. It went under cheap. Well, what's interesting is I feel like that's where a slight investment would have gone a long way because they had a very cheap setup, cheap areas. Like It seemed like they had everything real well under control, but there were just slight things where like, dude, if you'd have paid somebody just a hundred bucks to go through and kind of color correct it, dang. That movie could have been something better maybe. just by doing that. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. I do, um, in doing a bit of research on this movie, I did find a bit of a glitch in the Matrix I found. Um, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, the director, Lawrence, uh, I can't remember his last name. I'll get it in a minute. Yeah, 2000 this movie came out. Real, <laughs> there's not even a poster for the movie. or the, And the plot is unknown. Oh, <laughs> maybe Whoa. we can update uh, <laughs> You can be the ones to update IMDb on that one. But the the picture is just uh, Alan and Carmen on the motorcycle, which also not very frugal. Um, yeah, directed by uh, Lawrence L. Uh, Simone. And I don't want to beseech his name. He's, he passed away in 2002. Um, but I did find a bit of a glitch in the Matrix because under that it's his spouse, uh, Sharon Shane. Um, and she passed away on the same day as he did. Um, and the list of her reason for her death is listed just his death. And I was like, well, that's really sad. Um, until I looked a little further and, uh, after she passed away, um, she's been in several movies in the last couple of years. So that's (laughs) not true. Um, and there's a glitch in the makeup, not the makeup, the matrix, her um, heart passed away, Brandon. Yeah. She wasn't even married to him. I'm pretty certain she'd been married um, to another guy since 1983. Unless, I mean, unless she's had a different husband. That's just wrong. That didn't happen. That guy might not even be dead. Who knows? I'm sorry if he is. I don't mean to beseech his name, but... Uh, this it's all very strange. All strange. Maybe there's like a conspiracy going on here. 
Nah. It is a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> I just, I have to point out the one huge thing that you pointed out to me, which was very noticeable, but it was like, what was that? Um, we totally see the boom oh, in yeah, the scene. Oh, yeah, I see a boom. I haven't seen a boom in a long time in a movie. That was fun. <laughs> They're just talking, and it's like a pan, and you just see this, like, doop from the top. <laughs> Which, it happens. Again, and like... And it's definitely a low-budget, like, yeah, type of film. And it's not that that I'm knocking. It's not... It's... it's. There's several parts of this movie that could be just very much forgiven. I, I It's just the ending and what I felt as though they were trying to justify the ending with was atrocious. This movie's not frugal, and I would say the lesson learned from it is to not watch this movie. You know what I just realized? What? I feel like it could have been a much better movie just to have ended with them having a good time at the lake and having decided to send him to a group home. Yeah. That would have been so much better of a movie, just that. Or Alan deciding to, to start taking on some responsibility and structure in his life. And that could have been... That would have also been an ending. And I'm not saying the ending has to be happy. I mean, even that would have right. been sad of like, well, they had one last good day together and now he has to go off to, as they kept referring it, an institution. Right. That's sad. But like, at least it's an ending that makes sense. It's weird because that ending would tie things up so much more nicely, but mm-hmm. it feels like they chose the ending they did so that it would tie things. Like, oh, we don't have to deal with what to do with Timmy because he's dead. Yeah. Like, what? No. Like, that just... I cannot believe they killed him. I... I... It was... It was very awful, but as soon as the credits rolled, I laughed so hard. I got the biggest headache I've had in a long time. He turned so red. I could not believe... I probably got close to popping a blood vessel in my head, but I just could not believe this. they did this. I... I wonder if there's a trailer for this movie. There, there is a trailer for this movie because we watched it because it was the only bonus feature available on the movie. Because I wanted anything, but it I wonder. It was the only other option besides play. Yeah, I wonder if there is a trailer for it on YouTube. Um, because if so, I would love to share at least to have somewhat of an idea. Uh, go fish the movie. Also, there's a scene. Where the wife doesn't know how to play Go Fish. She's like, I never played it. Yeah, who and their adult, like, what? And, and, like, they don't even acknowledge it too much. They don't even, like, go, like, oh, man, like, that's a very interesting factoid about you. I Maybe we should talk about how you don't know Go Fish. And there's literally like a 15 minute long scene where they get into a fight about explaining the rules of Go Fish. I mean, that's all that was in there for. It was just so they could fight about something arbitrary. And it wasn't even like, ah, they just... I mean, that was the point, though. Oh, but no, it wasn't the point because it wasn't... I don't have siblings. I have never had a sibling. And that's not how humans fight. Yeah. I guarantee it. They... He, like, Alan's explaining the rules, and Richard's like, why are you taking so long to explain the rules? And he's like, well, stop interrupting me. And he's like, I just don't see why we have to explain it. And he's like, well, your wife doesn't know the rules. Ah, you, 
well, fine, just hurry up. And he's like, okay, well, everybody gets seven cards. And he's like, you've already said that. And fun fact, he is so did not say that. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it. I don't know. It was all just very like, okay, we get it. They don't like each other, but none of it felt realistic. And like sometimes what felt like it would lead to a very real argument would just be laughed off and then the character would walk away. Like, oh yeah, no, every morning the slate was wiped clean. Everybody was buddy-buddy every single morning. They would get into, like, literal fist fights and, I mean, nearly hurting each other. Um, not in, like, a brother-sister way. Again, don't have siblings. That's not how people fight. It's not how siblings fight. Bad movie. Bad, bad movie. Back back on that bargain didn't grind. I pulled <laughs> not out... Not frugal. Not frugal. I, don't watch this movie. Not frugal tip number 34. Two or thirty-three or whatever this episode is. I but before you say what you're gonna say, I just want to point out, it's not not frugal, just because it's terrible, but that definitely helps to solidify the decision. I think. Like, wait, wait what? I just I feel like I I just don't want us to fall into a grind where we let the good or badness of that movie affect our decision on its frugality. Right. And I just want everyone to be aware, it really is not frugal because nobody learned anything frugal from this. Right. Character-wise or viewer. Right. And their bad habits were not, their bad habits were not frugal and they didn't learn how to combat those not frugal bad habits. It's... Also like three funerals in the span of like two months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you got a point there. I uh, I pulled out two movies um, to decide to watch. Which one? Go Fish was one of them, and uh, Airplane Two was another. Oh, Airplane Two! I can't wait. And I picked Go Fish. You're welcome, uh, <laughs> handful of viewers, uh, listeners. Uh, that you just in case this one came up on your uh, your Netflix queue or something, <laughs> I guarantee John or George Laporte is really uh, gearing to get this one up on the old Netflix. Try to get some of that residual money from uh, <laughs> Go Fish. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I know what I can do. I would like to read the reviews for this movie. Um, because they're funny to me. (laughs) Um, there are three reviews for this movie, um, and I will read each of them, uh, starting with the first review, and then working to the most recent one, which was, uh, I don't know when it was posted. Uh, the first review, um, 10 out of 10, outstanding portrayal of a real contemporary problem. A very real problem that faces many was tackled with minimum of gutter language and no steamy bedroom scenes. They swore a bunch in this movie. And, uh, again, heavy makeout scenes. Also, they heavily implied sex at least twice. Yes. Um, the acting portrayed a real humanity as each dealt with the character they were portraying and the conflict that they faced. That's a sentence. Hats off to the director, producer, and actors for an outstanding night at the movies. 10 out of 10. Review number two. 7 out of 10. Very dramatic and heartfelt. A very dramatic look at family dynamics. I couldn't help falling in love with the characters. I thought Mr. Simon did a wonderful job 
bringing this ensemble together. Very good acting, and the cinematography and production values are quite good. So here's one thing I think we can take away from this movie. You can buy reviews. <laughs> um, and then the most recent one was one out of ten stars. Couldn't, ha- <laughs> couldn't hack it. Bad acting. Uninteresting. Once I start watching a movie, I rarely quit on it. I remember once, in fact, that I went to see a movie, The Cable Guy, with a group of people, <laughs> and they couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't take it anymore. We had planned to go to co- <laughs> we had planned to go for coffee afterward, so they left and went to the coffee shop, and I caught up. <laughs> I guess I was stubborn. I, I guess I have a stubborn streak or something because it was at the one fifty second run movies. So I wasn't. So money wasn't the issue. Oh man, this guy. Uh, but this, I couldn't finish this. I got it as part of a two for one DVD pack at Walmart. So at two seventy five, I wasn't totally disappointed. But for me, the acting fell flat. I didn't believe the dialogue, and so on. That's somebody I feel is who uh, should be part of the bargain den because they went very into detail about the frugal movies, the cheap, cheap movies that they watched. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good summation, I think. Even I mean, because we probably, we might have gotten the same copy he watched that originally <laughs> came from the two for five dollar bid. And then he was like, ah, at least maybe I can sell it to vintage stock and get 50 cents off of it. And then we bought it out <laughs> of a grab a, bag for like 25 cents. That's a very interesting thought. I wonder who had this movie that was like, it's time to let go fish go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't own this movie any longer. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for not watching go fish. Um, <laughs> I don't think it'll be an issue for you because I don't think you could find it. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to come across this movie, but if you do, we have plenty of movies that made it to the frugal bargain bin that you could pick instead. I think this one goes with Borat in the trash. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Anchor for hosting us, and thank you to the Lounge Kittens for... Hosting our intro and outro and in <laughs> middle songs. And thank you to Sarah Anastasia for hosting our artwork. Um, also, thank you for listening. And you can actually support our podcast directly oh, yeah. by um, contributing oh. on Anchor. So if you're interested in doing that, uh, we would love to have that contribution. Yeah, become a listener. Um, more so than you already are. You become a double listener and donate like a dollar a month or something. And you can fund our movie, Ben. Give us a uh, fund, fund, uh, fund the movie. I mean, at the rate we're going, a dollar a month would fund us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would fund. <laughs> that, I it can, would fund our DVDs. For a year. You would, for only one dollar a month, you can fund this show. Single-handedly. Single-handedly, <laughs> you could fund cheap. this show. <laughs> I mean, and if we got more than that, maybe we would add new cool features. The possibilities are endless. Who knows what kinds of cool features uh, more money could add for us? That's just a sample. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows of what could be added? I have a drum machine on my phone, and I like that you're calling it a drum machine. It's a drum machine. That's what they're called. That's very cool. Oh, that one has some cool effects. I'm just going to play with this if you want to walk us out. Well, I also want to thank Quentin, uh, Ah. who is still our bargainer. Congratulations, Quentin. Way to go, Quentin. I got something for you.
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, if you, whoever's listening right now, would like to become the next bargainer, uh, just rate us and leave a review on iTunes. And and then we could read it on the podcast. And yeah, do it, it you cowards. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's it's been a real fun ride, Brandon. Thanks Has for it. taking us along. I hope it's all uphill or downhill from here. It's however you choose to see it. True that. If I had my own Truman show, that would be my like parting thing. It's all uphill or downhill from here. It's however you choose to see it. Yep, that would be my that would be my going out phrase there. I like it. It's kind of long. Oh, I mean, yeah, but that's what I would say. I okay. Say. I don't. <laughs> no joke there. That's just what I like to say. I like to say it to people. Okay. I don't even. I it doesn't need to be said. I just uh, share it like myself. I like it. Good reminder. Yeah, it's not even our outro. All right. Well, I'm Donna. And I'm Brandon. And I'm going to roll this toilet paper off the ledge. And it's going to get all unwound. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal by not unwinding the toilet paper off the ledge. Dirty deeds and the done dirt cheap. Dirty deeds and the done dirt cheap.